Today I'm going to do a summary of the last interview between Lex Friedman and Jeff Bezos. Why this is important? First, because it's the first time in the history that Jeff Bezos appeared on a podcast. Why is so interesting? If you check, Jeff Bezos is a billionaire with B, and he still is working his personal brand. And many people, they say, I don't need to appear on the internet. Imagine the person who already have a huge company, he has Amazon Blue Origin, he is working his personal brand, and he understands that that is the future. Personal brands are going to be more important than companies. And big shout out for Lex Friedman, because this guy, the one who did the interview, the quality of questions that he asked were like insanely good. So good that Jeff Bezos was like, this is a fucking good question. Um, you know, this last episode, if you check my previous episodes here on Uncle Balta, I said that, you know, I was tired. I was sick of doing like complex episodes and just 300 or 400 people were listening to the, the podcast. But, you know, Jeff Bezos, he said something to Lex Freeman. He said, thank you, thank you, Lex, because your podcast, your two hours podcast are helping people to improve, to expand their attention spam. And I believe more people we need to do we need to do the same. We need to push the boundaries of the people, the, the lack of people attention. If we keep producing more short format uh, content, people are going to struggle to learn things. So time to con to continue. I have like five, five or six takeaways for this podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. Before starting, thanks to the sponsor as always, inglesparacholos.com. If you want to level up your life increase your wisdom, go to inglesparacholos.com and also tell the people to go to Spotify. They will find me with my nickname, Uncle Balta. The first one is a cool one. Is, is people prefer to fit in society than telling the truth. Why this happen? Why people prefer to just be nice than telling the, the actual thing that is happening? And according to Bezos, the reason is because thousands of years when we had hunter-gatherings, cuando teníamos tribus, when we had hunter-gatherings, if you came with a statement that they didn't like, they will chop your head, they will kill you. So that's why people prefer to fit in, in the society. If everybody's saying something, even if you know that that thing is wrong, people will prefer to just say yes because they want to be part of this social group. But let's remember that we live in a world that is full of clowns and monkeys. So if we just mimic what everybody else is, is doing, we will have their own results. And no wonder why people struggle, because they are copying their wrong role models. We need to be, we need to, to man up. We need to be male, machos enough to say the truth when we know that something is wrong. And part of finding the truth is, and this is the second point that I want to share with you, is finding the right metrics. What is a metric? A metric is a medida. For example, you are driving your car. You are driving your car and you see the speed. Okay, you are doing 80 kilometers, 100 kilometers. If you see that the speed limit is 80 kilometers and you're going faster, here in Peru, the authorities, they will rape you. They will put you a fine of 1,200 soles, 1,200 soles of fine just because you are going above the speed limit. And you want to know the speed, but also you want to know your gas. Um, volume, how much gas your car has. In the same way that you want to have some metrics for your car, you want to have some basic metrics for your business and especially, especially for your person. Uh, let's start with the business and then I will go with the person. In the business, 
a huge mistake, and he was talking about this, uh, Jeff Bezos, that people measure the wrong stuff. Most of the time, especially small players, they focus, they obsess with revenue. What is revenue? Ventas. How much money do you make in sales? Uh, let's say, because this shit happened to me, when I started my business in the year 2010, in the 2010 when I started, I was making maybe 5,000 soles per month or 10,000 soles per month, but my profit, mi utilidad, was very low. Why? Because I was reselling other people's brand, American brands, and my, my profit was just maybe 8%, 10%. Still better than many people, but you cannot have low profit margins. Why? Because if you make a mistake, especially if you are a small player, if you make a mistake, you are fucked. If your competitor reduces the price, you are fucked. If inflation hit in the way that it's doing now, and you cannot raise your prices, you are fucked too. So always try to have a good margin, and it's better to focus in profit rather than in revenue. Uh, especially now that I'm selling services, when you sell services, your profit is 80%, 90%. When you sell product, physical products, sometimes your profit is, if you can do like above 20 or 30%, you are good. So profit is more important than revenue. First metric for your business. The second, it's not the same making, let's say 20,000 soles per month from one income source than from two or three sources of income. Why? Let's say that, and this is a huge problem also, people uh, start like a small business, let's say like a, like a small restaurant, just to, push a, just, just to give you a case. They start a small restaurant. Yes, the restaurant starts growing, you hire more employees, now you are making 20,000 soles of, of uh, revenue. But what is the problem? You have many employees. If something goes wrong, with your restaurant, even for just two or three months, do you have money enough to protect your business? That's the question. And that's why you want to have different sources of income. That's why I love to have the vitamins, English paracholos, the audiobooks. Sometimes I'm doing coaching one-to-one. -one. I'm going to stop that because I'm so fucking busy. But at least you want to have two or three sources of income in case something happens. And if you want to go deeper, ask yourself, what percentage of your income comes from your own country and what percentage comes international? That, that is also one concern that I have. I want to know that that metric, if it's possible to make it 50-50. In my case, it's not 50-50 now, it's maybe 70-30. I need to increase the international people who buy my things to be more comfortable. In case Peru goes to hell, you have some extra cushion behind that. Something extra. Another metrics before going to the personal metrics that we should measure is what percentage of customers come back? Important as fact. That is very important. Why? Publicity is not going to be cheaper. It's going up. You can be sure. We are lucky. We are so fucking lucky that big companies, they are still wasting their money on regular TV. They are still wasting their money sponsoring all celebrities that nobody cares anymore. <laughs> when I see like big billboards, carteles with all celebrities trying to promote a product, I am like, these companies don't know that nobody's paying attention to those billboards. But what I'm trying to go here is that eventually big companies will realize, oh, there is a better ROI return over investment if we throw all the money to social media. So when that happens, the cost per click is going to be obscenely expensive. 
And that's why you want to know that your current customers always are coming back to buy more products. What percentage of your customers always come back to buy more product or services from yourself? And before going to the next point, I told you that it's also good to measure your own metrics. Many people, I will just, I will try to keep it simple. But if we are talking about fitness, people try to measure their weight, su peso. Instead of measuring your weight, try to measure your fat percentage. I believe your fat percentage is more important. Uh, if you want to, to build muscle, also your fat percentage is important. Yesterday, I went to the gym, to Caminos del Inca, and there was a guy that he told me, hey, Jose, look at me, I'm huge. And his belly, su barriga, it was obscene. I was like, how many panettons are you eating per day, motherfucker? Um, you know why I told, I told that to him? Not to make him feel bad, but I told because he need to realize because I used to make the same mistake. I know how it is that you just obsessed with your weight on tu peso. And I was like, I want to gain five kilos. I will start eating like motherfucker. If you eat like shitty food or just carbohydrates, the only thing that you will increase is your belly. You want to grow lean. We need to pay attention to fat percentage. Also, we need to pay attention to the quality of our skin. Uh, how many hours are we sleeping? What is the quality of our sleep? Your morning erection. Your morning erection sounds silly, but to erección matutina is a good indicator if you are doing things good or not. If you go with a lot of stress at the end of the day, um, you are sleeping late or in different schedules, you are not isolating your room while you're sleeping, you are not going to have a deep sleep and that is going to be reflected the next day. I, if I have a nice erection in the morning, I'm like, okay, I did my homework <laughs> in the right way. Let's go to the next one. Is uh, Bezos, he talked about being customer oriented. And there are many things here. One of them is reducing friction. Um, what is reducing friction? For example, if you buy from Peru, I have, I have uh, bought many products from Amazon so far. And why am I buying products? Because the shipping is free. I mean, quotes free because nothing is free. But if you buy more than $50, he's offering free, free international shipping. What is the interesting part here? That with this policy, of course, he's investing money. He's, he's um, getting some, he's allocating money to pay the freights. But what is, what is happening? People are buying from Amazon that are from other countries. He is destroying the local vendors. Imagine Ripley, imagine Saga here in Peru, when people realize that they can buy directly from Amazon without paying taxes. If you buy less than $200, you buy with no taxes. And if you are just starting, I will tell you, I have mentioned many times on this podcast, I have talked about what? About arbitrage. A beautiful, huge, obscene, nice arbitrage. Now it's happening on Amazon. You can buy whatever there that is cool that is not here in the market and you can resell it. Why? Because not many people know that you can import things from Amazon. Even my friend Carlitos that he has bought on Amazon all his life, he didn't know that it was possible to bring the stuff directly to here, to Peru, without paying a, a freight, sin pagar flete. So I can tell you, if you have time, you have internet connection, and you have more than $50 in your savings, try to buy something and you will upload that to Facebook Marketplace. You can be sure that at least, at least you will make like $20 reselling that stuff. Reduce friction also is the way that you buy. Uh, 
this is going to sound like uh, strange, but Bezos, he was the one who invented the one-click purchase. Before, you have to click many times to do a purchase. With Amazon, you just click once, and that became the standard from all the industries. But that was introduced by Amazon, the one-click purchase. Other thing that nobody talked about this, but I found this out because I was navigating in the Amazon website, is the gift cards. Most of the gift cards, if you buy from any company, they give you six months to cash out that gift card, to, to use the gift card to buy stuff. Bezos, he gives you lifetime to, to use the gift card. So let's say that you want to offer, I don't know, like $100 to your friend so he can buy something. Your friend, if he, can, if he, if he wants, he can cash out that gift card in two years and that gift card will be ready to, to use. Why is interesting this thing? Because some companies want to become banks and if you can send money using gift cards, let's say, and this is a, a nice trick that I'm using too. Sometimes my people want to send me money, but PayPal is expensive. So what do I ask them? Hey, just send me a gift card, an Amazon gift card. They pay me my coaching $250 with gift card and I can buy things with that stuff. They are saving the commissions and I can buy my stuff and send them directly to Peru without paying freight. So perfect deal. That is reducing friction. A speed of delivery, I don't need to talk about it. Jeff Bezos, there was the USPS. Here in Peru, we have Serpost. In US, they have USPS service. Even though the logistics were good in, in US, um, Bezos, he started, he created infrastructure of all the delivery service and he has Amazon delivery. Amazon delivery is better than the local courier in US. And speed of delivery is also reducing friction. Amazon will take over the world. I can tell you, like, like I was sure about that. But after listening Bezos yesterday, I was like, no, this guy, he knows what he's doing. And the most like obscene, like the, the, the curious thing is that he's no longer the CEO of Amazon. He's focused in his other company, Blue Origin. And on this interview, he talked like more than 30 minutes about the, the rockets the, that he wants to, to send to the space. I'm not going to go deep on that because that shit is too technical. I just want to focus here in the business part. The other thing that he mentioned was the importance of reducing cost. There's always better ways to do things. Um, he was talking the difference between innovation and incremental improvements. What is the difference? Innovation is doing something in a totally different way. And incremental improvement is just trying to improve little by little. For innovation, you need to take time to analyze things. You need to wonder. You need to spend time doing research. And many people don't want to do that. Why? Because in many cases, time passes and you don't find a solution or a new thing. And people don't want to, in quotes, waste time. They just want to do things slightly better. But as we understand, and he mentioned this word, are the game changers who win? Are the people who disrupt the market? When I started English para Cholos, I didn't ask myself, how can I teach English faster? It was how can I do immersion? Because I understood that the problem was not teaching, how to teach better. I understood that the problem was how can we replicate the life of a native speaker here in Peru? Always ask yourself, how can you do the thing in a better way? If you have students, if you have customers, how can I not only improve the price, but also reduce the energy that my customer needs to spend to have the results. That happened a lot in fitness. 
I don't tell my people to count calories. You don't need to count calories. Here you have your macros, split that in two meals and you're ready to go. While all the other trainers, they tell the people, yes, you need to do five meals a day. Now always make things simple and efficient for your customer. And reducing costs also is trying to find the path of less resistance. How can we, is instead of focusing in the process, I mean, it's good to focus in the process when you have the right process, but before it's good to remember what is the end goal, what the person is trying to achieve and try to go towards that thing. Other thing that he mentioned, but before continue, friendly reminder, if you want to contact me, my personal WhatsApp, más 51, 9890-23986. I don't know why, but today I'm so fucking motivated. Uh, maybe because I went to, to the church, Fuel Iglesia, in the morning, and I think that thing gave me a lot of energy, but I work out in the morning. I'm going to work out a second time. It's Friday, so I can just enjoy life. Um, a little parenthesis here, you know, I love to deviate from the topics, but I believe we need to remember how to make our lives cool. We are so focused, oh, I have to do this, 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 that, but you know, we need to make our life cool because if we enjoy the process, we have more energy to keep doing the thing. Team management. Team management, uh, he mentioned two or three things that I will try to summarize fast for you. The first is the difference between the one-way door and the two-way doors. Some decisions are one-way. If you take them, you cannot go back. You need to take more time on that. Those decisions need to be made by the, by the high hierarchy people in the, in the company. If you have a lot of employees, the senior people, the people that have more time, they should take care of those decisions. But the two-way uh, door, the, the things that you can do and come back, you should always play with those things. You can test, does it work or it doesn't work? For example, yesterday, I offer on my WhatsApp channel in Spanish and on my on my WhatsApp states, I offer a workshop in real life, un taller en vida real. 200 soles, uh, one hour and 40 minutes for 10 people. I was surprised because it was sold out. Se vendieron todos los tickets in three hours. It was so fucking good. I can test that because, you know, I'm only using my WhatsApp. It's not, even if the thing doesn't work, I haven't lost anything. But surprisingly, it worked because I think December is a good time to offer the workshop. So always when there is something that you can test and the risk of having a problem is not a big deal, always it's better to test. What happens when you have employees or maybe your peers from your company and you have an argument? You cannot go to a solution. It's like, I believe the, the answer is this. I believe the answer is that. Um, what, do, what do they do most of the time? Let's try to find a solution in the middle. But what happens if both parties are wrong? That's why we cannot have decisions if we don't have data. And you don't need all the data, but at least some kind of data that supports the decision. And the other one that I liked was uh, never accept something from someone just because it's, uh, uh, he said stubborn, but it's a terco. You don't want to... You don't want to accept something just because you are exhausted. Sometimes you are having a, dis a discussion or, or an argument with someone. Um, it's like, you are tired, you cannot continue, but the other person continues. No, let's do it like that, let's do it like that. Okay, fuck, let's do it in your way. But that is not a solution. There should be like a policy, like a rule that 
if one of the party cannot continue the argument or the, the situation, it's better to stop and reanalyze the thing. And if the situation is too complex, it's better to scale it to the next level of management so you cannot take a shitty situation. And the last thing in team management that he mentioned is that you need to trust your people. Uh, it's, it's so interesting because I, I wrote this script in the morning and I just had an example for you that happened to me right before recording this episode. I have a guy, his name is uh, Renato. Renato is so fucking cool. Renato and Mr. Fitz are my two best acquisition in the last two months. Mr. Fit is doing my thumbnails for, for YouTube, and I have a full episode about why it's important to be discovered by new people. And Renato, he's doing clips that are unseemly good. He checked my YouTube channel, he get, hey, Jose, I have this one minute. Do you like it? Yes. He do the animation, he sent me, and I sent him the money back. Beautiful. But what I'm trying to go here is that Renato, he sent me a clip, and I was like, yeah, I believe we should start from this second. And he told me, no, Jose, it's better to start from this other second before so people have a, can have more context. Um, I trust the guy because I know he's good, even though I believe he's different. And Jeff Bezos, he mentioned the same. Even though you can have, you are the one who is in the higher uh, position, sometimes you need to rely, you need to believe the person who you know know the craft because he's closer to the truth. Of course, it's not going to be perfect, but we need to trust our people. But before that, we need to know how to select our people. And just two extra things that he mentioned. And related to this thing that I'm going to mention tomorrow, I will have a huge, huge podcast just about this point to expand. And that will be translated in Spanish on Sunday. Just to, to give you an idea of how important is this thing. This thing that I'm going to mention. And it's the importance of rewiring your brain. Um, he, and this, this is, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's like, this is the reason why I'm doing, again, long format content in English. I was about to throw the towel yesterday. I was like, fuck long content. I was, and now <laughs> I will continue doing long content. Jeff Bezos told Lex Freeman, thank you for doing this long format content. And he said this, he said, the book and the long form, no, he said just the book, but also we understand that the podcast do the same is a way to make people expand their attention span. It's like you are expanding the time that you can be focused in one thing. And the only way to go deep in something is by spending time. People nowadays, they love to, no, I, I check 30 seconds video. The 30 seconds video rewire yourself to have shorter span of attention. So we need to be careful. Um, Bezos put this example. What happened when you play Tetris a lot. If you play Tetris, you go to sleep and in your brain, you are looking at the Tetris. Why? Because you are rewiring yourself for playing video games. Your phone, basically all the things that you do, you do in your phone are wired to be short term. I'm talking about Instagram, Facebook, taking pictures, playing video games. Most of the things on your phone are short term. That's why, and this is something that I'm working on, I'm trying to find an electronic device that allow me to listen podcasts without using my cell phone. I'm trying to use my cell phone as less as possible. Instead of using the cell phone as an alarm, I have an alarm clock next to me. I'm trying to, how can I use, be, be less dependent on the cell phone? And one thing that I'm missing is how can I listen podcasts without the cell phone? If I can find that, I will let you know because that would be a huge thing. 
And the last thing, last but not less important, is when they when when Lex asks Bezos about artificial intelligence. And he has an interesting take. The telescope, el telescopio, was the invention, what Jupiter was a discovery. The el telescopio era la, la, el invento, pero se descubrió Jupiter. The same happened with artificial intelligence. It's like, that is the invention. But all the things that we are going to discover due to artificial intelligence, they are just coming. It's like when internet appeared. When internet appeared, people thought it was just, you know, for scammers, for those things. When YouTube appeared, people thought that was just for uploading uh, cats videos. I remember, you know why I know? Because my first videos that I uploaded to YouTube were in the year 2007. And I remember coming to YouTube and all the videos were just cats things. Uh, it was so easy to get uh, views long time ago. Oh, well, that's a story from our episode. What I'm trying to go is that many people, and this is a mistake that I see many people doing, especially if you are young. If you're a young man, don't waste your time studying all things. There's no way that you can beat a doctor. If you want to be a doctor, try to, how can I use artificial intelligence for medicine? If you are a lawyer, how can I use artificial intelligence for law? Don't try to do the things in the old-fashioned way because the old people have been doing that for a while. You need to be disruptor. You need to do the things that we talk, as we, as we mentioned before. You need to be the game changer of the thing. Um, one easy way is to use artificial intelligence. Other easy way is to use social media. That is the hedge. Buddy. Uh, um, Social media, especially here in Peru, I don't know how it's in other countries, but here in Peru, I want to ask you, like, do you know a podcast from a doctor? I mean, maybe, what is the name of this guy? Uh, doctor TV. <laughs> I mean, that is the closest thing that I can imagine from a doctor. Do you know a podcast from a lawyer? I, I know a podcast from a lawyer, but still they are small. There is plenty of room. Any profession that you have, try to bring artificial intelligence or social media to that, and you will be surprised of the results. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, spread the word. Tell the people to go to Spotify. They will find me my nickname, Uncle Baita. And if you want to contact me directly, text me to my WhatsApp, más 51 9890 23 986. 